Welcome to Hub City Homers. We have a special episode to, for you today. It is Selection Sunday. Many basketball fans' favorite time of year or one of the saddest times of year, depending on how your team falls on the bubble. Um, we are here with a special guest, longtime Texas Tech basketball player, a huge supporter of the program, Norrence Odiase. Norrence, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm happy uh, to be on. Yeah, we're going to get right. We're going to let Norrence really talk. You know, he's a guy who's been a part of a lot of these Sundays, had a lot of experience both with the tournament and the Big 12 tournament, what it's like in that down period, which does lead to me to my first question, Norrence. When you, Big 12 tournament ends, obviously Tech's never won it, so it always ends a little sad. How long do you dwell on what was going on in the tournament before you really try to get refocused on, you know, what really matters? You mean the Big 12 tournament, right? Yeah, when that when that ends, um, how, yeah. how 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 long do you spend like thinking about it? A great question. Not long, <laughs> literally not long, because the great thing about just March Madness in general, like you've been working your whole season for this. I mean, come April uh, after the final Monday, teams are preparing for the next year, so you're preparing from that point till March. So. I'm sorry, but the little Big 12 tournament, we didn't we didn't work for that. I don't I like it, it's great to win. It's great to have momentum into March Madness and to win uh, the, the thoughts of winning the national tournament. But like if you don't need it, you don't need it. And, and if teams falter, the idea is to be healthy, to be on one accord, to be on one page going into March and, and that's that's perfect. So with this team, I mean, they played a back to back to back and, and ran up short against a Kansas team that they played three times. I mean, it, it, it's just a testament to how how hard they fought. But I mean, honestly, it's a wash. Yeah, you look at the tape and there's some coaching things that you could you could really dive into. Like, but as far as dwelling on it, no, you played a back to back to back. And the moment you've all been waiting for, everybody's been waiting for is here. No, no chance. So nah, not, not very long that night, honestly. See that that's kind of what I've always thought about is, you know, these guys, like we, we, we talked to Adonis so before the year and they all, and all the interviews that have been done with all these transfers that have come in, the number one thing they all said, I think that why they chose to go to tag is the chance to make a deep run in March. You know, that, that, that's, that's why they came here. So I have to imagine I was impressed that they stayed as focused as they did in that Kansas game when it was clear that like, after all the running they've done with all the shorthanded lineups, these guys were burned. So um, I'm going to let the guys open up into questions, read Jack, whoever wants to go first, ask whatever you're, whatever you're thinking. Uh, I'll, I'll go for one. Uh, North, I guess everyone kind of, is really hyped about the tournament. My question is kind of more behind the scenes uh, when it comes to like the practices, are practices really that much different or how do they differ? I guess, during uh, tournament prep as opposed to big 12 play. Well, that's a great question. Um, they're different because you you're, you're facing an opponent that you haven't faced before uh, typically. Um, and so there's so much preparation. You got to get the players down. Like, there's so much film study for the coaches. I mean, after literally the coaches are looking right now, probably who they're going to play and then they get who they're going to play. And then they're all diving in like personnel, coaching, watching the, the, the past games, like what they ran against uh, this type of team or how they face against this type of team. They're looking at so many different things and matchups and what are, what's their best lineup? What's their defensive lineup? What's their fourth critter lineup? Like, 
you're looking at so many variables as a coaching on a coaching lens. And then it's like, okay, um, now that we've done that, that now how do we articulate this and, and relate it to the players on a way that it can make sense to us to, to achieve that goal. So as a player, you're just locked in onto personnel. So that's when scout team comes in play and guys got to act like reenact how guys play on the different teams. That's when, you know, the walk-ons kind of get to get in their bag, so to speak, because they act like the, the opposing player's best player. So you just kind of recreate their actions, different things, um, there's crowd noise, I think, but you know, in the first round, it, it depends on where you're playing. There are probably not going to be so many sounds, but it's totally different. Just to, to really dive into depth of the players because you got to know these players in a quick span of time and then how they play in the film study. So it's, it's intense, but it's a fun time. And it's like, dang, like we're all competing for one goal in this tournament. It's a different feel in, in a special time for sure. Hey, Norris, what's up, man? This is Reed. Uh, I'm going to try and kind of take a little bit more of a, of a negative aspect, I guess, compared to uh, Jack and uh, Macon regarding this year's team. Uh, so, you know, when you look at this Texas Tech roster, uh, top to bottom, you know, depending on where you get seated at, who you end up playing against, uh, and what region, so on and so forth. What is, uh, if Tech has one, what do you what do you think their Achilles heel is, you know, kind of going into March Madness? What is what is one thing you think, uh, you know, might kind of hurt us kind of trying to make a run? It's a great question. Um, and every team has their, their pitfalls, right? I feel like the one thing that stands out is the turnovers. We turn the ball over of late too many times. Um, uh, it, it, and it can be frustrating in different times. Um, I believe there's some inconsistency in our offense because, I mean, we haven't had we haven't had Kevin for like the Baylor game, the Texas game, I think, uh, like two other games in the in February. So that does a lot to your cohesion. I, I, the, the team before we're we're going, we're all on one accord. But when you lose like the playmaker on your team, that's tough. I mean, with our year when Keenan was hurt, it's it's literally different, night and day. So. Whenever you lose a, a big part of your team and it's kind of weird to get back and get back in the flow of things, that can knock some things off, as well as playing teams that's played you before. That can also knock some things off, as well as playing in the best conference in the country. Uh, that can knock some things off. So uh, besides the, the offensive thing, turnovers is, is, is the thing that I'm like, that is something that's kind of a non-negotiable at this time. It's like take care of the ball to, to – to, uh, hold on to possessions but honestly if that is it like for me that's all that's it honestly take care of the ball but we have the talent I think this is this team I'll, I'll put them up against anybody to be honest we have scoring we def we're the best defense in the country but if we can take care of the ball and value possessions I mean it doesn't matter if our offense goes stagnant at times our defense is that much great to 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 propel us and if we take care of the ball on top of that we should be in every fight so You mentioned some of these past teams you've been a part of and that that that's something I want to you know you know poke your brain about you were part of one of the more important stretches in tech basketball um, with the transition period from coach tubby to coach beard and being a part of the one of the all like one of the most sustained periods of prosperity tech basketball had ever had um 
So you you've seen now what you know you played on teams with that had it. You know they had the the, the yeah. thing to go deep. And in your opinion, what what sets that team apart from one that's you know just like a first round and done kind of team? That's a, man, that's a good question. Um, I think it's that this team has honestly, it's the culture, it's the leadership, it's togetherness, it's the grit. It's just the thing that you can't you know you can't quite put your finger on it, but the team just has it. They just have a the majority of games, they come with this different mentality that's imposing their will consistently throughout the season. Yeah, you drop some, you lose some tough games, but you have some tough fought battles with guys that just got here. You just it's a it's a together in a close knit group. It's it's really the culture, the culture of the team, the culture of West Texas that that really uh, propels our crew. I, I believe the different groups that didn't have the success. I don't. Like, to be honest, I don't think they have the culture, the leadership, the strong um, mentality uh, that we had. I mean, from this team, ever since our 2019 team, this is my favorite team watching Tech because they have those similar things that we had as well as as just, you know, the the talent to, to put us over the top. So I think it's the leadership, um, the senior leadership, the, the culture, and just the emphasis on everybody on one accord is the thing that kind of puts you over the top. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll, I'll, I'll let Jack ask one here in a second, but I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, that that that's something that you I think everybody watching this year's witnessed is with you. You were forced to scramble and rebuild your roster because of all the turmoil in the post the offseason. But by doing that, you had to go get guys who have been playing basketball forever and you add them to Marcus Santos Silva, who may literally die before he stops playing college basketball. And he, he he's becoming. I mean, he's almost, you know, eligible for senior service discounts at this point. Like it's, it's, you got to get so old. And, you know, one of the things I think when we look back at the 2019 team, everybody recognizes is, you know, that was an old basketball team. That team got old in a hurry and it got older when it added Tariq and Matt Mooney. You know, I think that experience is what helped Tech more than anything was helping them this year, weather, weather some really tough adversity. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's, it's senior leadership, but again, it's it's guys willing to be coached. You got to get coachable guys that fit into the culture. So, uh, talent is one thing. We've had talent in the past, but it's talent that wants to be coached and talent that wants to be a part of this thing that we're building at Tech. And, and credit to the guys because, you know, at our year, we had uh, Tariq Owens, Matt Mooney, and those guys came in being rank, like regular guys from different schools they haven't really won but they bought in I mean I I said this before Tariq is like the best quote-unquote follower or or Zaire as well quote-unquote follower they just they buy in quickly and then that allows them to propel to different heights so it's just like when you come in and you and you take your role on the team being a shot blocker being a defensive guy being our energy and Tariq was you buy into your different roles I was the leader I bought into that when you quickly buy in and not just be selfish and I want to get here, I want to get here as quickly as you bought in a credit to this team um, is as quick and as far as you can go. So no, the leadership, but the buy-in is really, is really the key here. Uh, Norris, I wanted to ask a question. I guess a lot of people, obviously Mark Adams is a huge point of the defensive uh, play and, you know, preaches lives, breathes defense. Kind of wanted to ask kind of a question, just kind of how he is 
uh, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, he's very seems very quiet on the sideline and stuff, and he doesn't say much. Doesn't ever ever really get upset with officials or anything. Uh, you know, is he is he that soft spoken behind the scenes as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like uh, I came in freshman year, and he was. I always I admired him, and I was I saw him as just a just a heartfelt guy because my mom to this day I say it all the time. My mom still talks about my oh, that coach Adams. He'll text her. He'll just. He's just a good person. He's a good man. And, and that's how he's been throughout. And and even when he didn't even have a like a, a coaching role my freshman year, he was always like touching, like would help me just in my development off the court as well at my family stuff. Um, he's always been just a soft spoken guy, but he's a competitor. He has a dog in him. He, uh, he used to box. So he's always when it comes to competing, anything competing wise, he's he's very it's a different it's like a different Mark Adams. It comes out. He's very loud, competitive, like detailed. Um, I think he's that's the one thing that I've always been that I've admired about him. He's so detailed. He has so many different ways to do one thing there has so many options that it's like okay sometimes it's like just get on one accord because he's like a scientist he has so much inside of him to bring out and to show I mean I'm I'm like we've seen years of the defense that was him so now he's he's competitive but he's really you know just a cool collected type of guy who who really cares about winning like a lot of times he's worrying he's worrying because he's like sometimes over preparing you got to tell him like come on have fun with this. Love life. Love what you're, what we're doing. I love the stage that we're at. So now, nah, he's he's a good dude, man. He is. He really is. Norris, I'm going to kind of take a trip down memory lane. Go back to 2019. Not to not to bring up any bad memories of you know how it ended or anything, you're but good, you're good. Um, uh, you know that that Big 12 tournament you guys played West Virginia, I believe that year, first round. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, not mistaken, and those guys, you know, they beat you. Uh, when I was when I was listening on the radio the other day, Chris Level was talking. He said he'd never seen a a worse behind chewing uh, after after a game than after that one. Um, so I was just kind of wondering, you know, what what did that game do to propel you guys to that you know insane tournament run that you guys had? If that was all all from beard or kind of kind of team driven or you know what was it? Oh man. Oh man, that thing was crazy because <laughs> Beard just ripped a new one in everybody and it was like personal. So it was like, but he knows the group that he was coaching. He could do it. And and the group that they have now, he could do it as well with Mark Adams. But it it I would say it was just his attempt of sparking us, but we didn't honestly need it. We were ready. We just we we lost the game. I mean, it's that's what I'm saying. These Big 12 tournaments, it's tough. You see a team three times, they're all hyped up because it's their last game ever, and we're just like, uh, it, it's 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 hard to get up for a game like that because we're looking ahead, to be honest. But no, nah, it was it was a different chewing. We're like the the legend, the the myth, not a myth, but somebody has a somebody. I'm not gonna say who has a little tape of of what was said and it is wild. Like it's crazy, <laughs> but I, that will never like see the light or surface, but now nah, it, it does a lot um, to have a group that's focused going into the tourney, even with the ash chewing, we didn't need it, but I feel like that time um, that loss kind of, 
re-energize us, if, if you will, because uh, of what we're going into. Just like this team, I feel like even in a loss, you're re-energized. I mean, it's Selection Sunday, so, yeah. I don't even know what your question was, but as soon as I heard that, I, I'm laughing in my head because that it was crazy. It, that that tape was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the thing about, you know, this, this lead into Selection Sunday that most we don't get to hear about that often is just what's going on in these locker rooms. You know, when you teams that fell just short, like, you know, there have been years you need, you need a game and you didn't get it or you're there's some suspense about seating this year. Doesn't sound necessarily like there's a ton of suspense. I think, I think tech is well locked into a three, but Norris, you know, what, what, what runs through your minds on some of these days where there is a little uncertainty, you know, how, how does, what's, what's like the morning, like, does the team rally up early? Are you guys waiting for the watch party? You know, how, how, how are you back in the gym? What are you doing on, on selection Sunday? You know, that's a great question. As a selection Sunday, you come up to the gym. It's, it's, it's really like spirited. It's not really stressed at all. We're all vibing. Like we own to the tournament. It's a fun day. Um, we, we go to the arena, we're kind of chilling. We got food. We got people like, you know, we're just like lounging out. We're, it's, it's fun. It's a good spirited. Then I think they're going to four golf. That's what we did. We get on the bus, we go to four golf and we just sit there. There's a bunch of fans. It's a camaraderie. It's a, just a fun time. And we just watch the teams. We watch our name. They got the cameras on us and our name gets called and we're like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then we're kind of like already when we go home, we're already thinking about the team. Has we have we seen the team play? Do we know any guys playing the team? Do we know any players that's played the team? We're we're kind of thinking that after, and then the next day we kind of get in for preparation. But today is a really spirited day for a lot of the guys. It's not really it's not heavy. It's not oh let's see that. I think that's up to the fans. Even in our year, I feel like that's why Beard was uh ups, like kind of upset because he didn't know like uh, he thought that it mess up our seating. That's why he was kind of chewing us, but we kind of know uh, where we're going to be. I feel like it's more of, okay, let's find out who we play and let's lock in. But now today is a, is a celebratory type of day. Everything you've pushed for it's time. So. When, when you, you know, you get your seed and, and it, you know, a lot of the time, depending on who it is, ESPN will have, a, have the, the live, you know, little little stream. We can see what you how you guys are reacting. But you know, how quickly after the watch party are you full in into tape study? I know the coaches are probably right off to it. When does the team start taking their first look? The guys at their next opponent next day, next day or that night. Honestly, uh, if you have tape available, if if there's tape on hand, you like they're sending it out. We're looking at it. Um, you might come into the morning. Uh, if you have if you don't have class in the morning, you probably look at your positional matchups in the morning like it, it happens pretty quick. You look at your positions in the morning, then team practice, you look at the overall and then you look at positions again. You look at how the guard. And, and, and so, no, that that stuff is definitely happening. I mean, after four golf, I 100 percent Mark Adams is going to pull them to a room after they they find the name and they call the name and they're going to talk like have a real talk like about our next steps in preparing for a, a long deep run in the championship so now it, it happens quick and it happens fast but it's fun it's definitely fun and it's it's fun to to kind of even think about um this time that they're they're facing so yeah i i i think that you know one of the things that 
has been documented as Mark Adams' attention to film study. Um, they're, they're, during the National Title Run, there was articles done by The Athletic talking about just the absurd amount of time he spends watching film. But this does make – this is a question I've always wanted to know about March Madness. You know, Coach's number one job is to keep players in these early rounds, especially the higher seats, focused on the team they're playing and not who what comes next. But, you know, because you're, you're grouped on a weekend – how aware are you of, you know, the, the guy across the way? You know, we, for instance, last year, it would have been Arkansas. The guys would have had Utah, Utah State, then Arkansas. How aware are you of that, like, you know, that that eight seed or whoever is going to come across that's probably most likely going to be much more of a challenge for you? Not at all. I honest, honest to God, like for us and every team that I've been in, not at all. Every team. Every single team can beat you and you will lose and your season will be over. So it's not even the great teams, I I believe. You're not even thinking about that. Like, not at all. You're so locked in. Like I said, player positions, like positional matchups, team matchups, the specific lineups, game plan. Can they shoot threes? Who are their hot guys? Who are their cold guys? How to guard them? You're so you're thinking so much in what you have to do. You're not looking that you leave it to the fans, even like for us. That's why I, I was like, let's take the cell phones. It's well documented the, the times uh, and everything. We took our cell phones because it's like it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with the outside noise. Everybody's like, yeah, everybody's excited. Rightfully so. But you literally have to lock in on the game. But we didn't think about them. Those guys are thinking about one game at a time because i mean that's why the tournament is so special anybody can beat anyone on every given night talent doesn't mean anything so no they're locked in and i i think that's why they'll prevail they'll prevail is because of the discipline the culture that they have to focus at one game one possession at a time so yeah norris i'm going to try and uh you know kind of piggyback off of what macon's been asking about you know that 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 break between first and second round and then, uh, you know, sweet 16 to elite eight, you get one day, you know, you get, you don't get much time to prepare for that, for that next opponent whatsoever. You just kind of, you know, trying to get refocused and get ready to play again, get your bodies right. Uh, what, what, what is that day like? Honestly, I just feel like there's so much you got to do in that period of time. I don't even know where you start, honestly. It's, it's it's tough because that's why uh, a lot of teams uh, that should win lose then it's tough to kind of okay we just came off a high now let's lock in it's over it's literally you don't even have usually they say oh, 24 hours 48 hours nope you don't tonight wash it after you eat wash it let's lock into the next game that's how you have to prepare literally after the win wash it after a certain point of time. And when you go to bed, we're, we're already thinking about the next opponent. So, I mean, that's what makes this tournament fun is because you really see the disciplined teams prevail. If you're if you're undisciplined, you're up, you're looking at your highlights, like, damn, we killed last night. We did. Then you're not even locked into the next game and the next opponent, and that's how you're vulnerable. If you're locked in and said, okay, we got to get in the film, like you're kind of like on edge, on edge. That's why uh, for our run, uh, I think it's well documented, but I'll tell it again. We we played Michigan, uh, Michigan State in the Final Four, and I was so pissed. Like I went off on Coach Beard, I went off on the team, I went off on everybody because the night before, I guess he he, he sensed that he need to loosen the mood because we're kind of too locked in. I'm just like, that's this is not what we got us here. Like we went to go get ice cream. I think 
it wasn't even the night before, so maybe I was tripping. It was like two nights before we played Michigan State, and we got ice cream after film. And I was just like, bro, we're this is not what we do. Like, we're I was so locked in onto winning, and so I just lost my shit on the whole team. I stood up in the big ballroom and like, we don't do this shit, like going crazy. Um, but that's kind of the intensity and the attention to detail that that teams need to have even after wins in a, in a tournament like this to get them to the next level. So it's tough, but the great the great teams do it. We've talked a lot about Coach Adams deservedly. You know, this is his big shot with the program, and he so far absolutely checked every box. But, you know, there the, there is one guy left on staff who did remain with Coach Adams. That would be Coach Sutton. Um, he's always functioned in – Daryl 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 and Daryl yeah sorry I'm yeah. always I'm always blanking but uh you know these guys how how important I'm always because football you know it's what the offensive coordinator defensive coordinator so much that what they do weighs in on how a head coach succeeds in basketball that's just that's teams to be a different world how when if your interactions with coach Adams when he was assistant and your interactions with all assistant coaches how important is the makeup of your assistant staff to the success you know where where, where does their role stop is it recruiting how much do they have in game plan you know where, where, what do they impact it's literally everything like everything like that's why a staff a team players it's everything because you, you typically have a head coach who's kind of like the CEO. He's managing. He doesn't have – he can't – sometimes he can't control the substitutions. Like, they, he trusts his guy. He trusts his staff. Okay. And now then you have, like, a, the leader of the defense. Yeah, uh, you have a defensive-minded head coach in Adams, but who's going to emphasize, like, who's watching the defense every position? You have that coach. You have an assist – Another assistant who's offense, just looking at offense. How how can we uh, get better? How can we push the pace? How can we, you know, different things to propel our offense? You have that. Then you have just staff that are kind of managing the temperature. Like, okay, there's playing the devil's advocate. Like, coach is way too hard on the guys. Let me, like, add some life. Like, they're still young kids. Like, this should be, you know, so – it, there's so many dynamics to, to uh, a full range team that makes it special. Just different voices. Sometimes you need a voice of win- wisdom. Sometimes you need somebody to get on their ass. Like it, it, it's so much recruiting, like you said, just being that that different voice, seeing it different, smart eyes to see the game different and have, you know, the same mind of the culture, the team, but uh, can help in a different way. It, it's so essential and so powerful for a team. They, they're they huge, again, on film study, looking, they look at every single possession of the other team and help and bring that to the table. So when they come to film study, I've watched this many games. I've watched 160 possessions of this single game and they do this, that like, that is where you're needed a, a locked in staff that, that kind of helps because every, every coach can't watch every single possession. I know literally, except for Adams, this guy is, Sometimes it's like breathe, like you're you're better if you refresh, go to bed, refresh and come. But now he'll lock in and watch every single possession, which which is good. But now that's why a staff and a coach that trusts his staff uh, go to the next level. Yeah, Norris, I'm going to kind of, I guess, maybe a touchy subject for you. I don't really know. There's Um, no understand on your uh, on your on your stance with uh, with with Coach Beard. Yeah, you know uh, when when he when he dipped for UT uh, last year, you know what was what was kind of going through your head at that point? Did you did you think what everybody else did? Did you you know kind of sense something like that coming, or 
You know, I mean, Adam, I was, what were you thinking? I was pissed. I mean, to be like, I'll I'll just tell you everything that happened. Literally, I was I was in Germany with a team, and it was like. I remember it's April Fools and me and Andrew Soros are like best friends. So we're, we're going, we're hearing the rumblings. We're on FaceTime. We're like, there's no way, like there's no way. And so we're just hearing it and hearing it. And then, um, come time, come the day of it. Um, I'm on FaceTime with the, the final four group. I mean, Kyler Edwards who's still at tech was in the locker room, like in the meeting room waiting for beer to come down. We're on FaceTime with him. Davide Moretti is in Italy at the time. Matt Mooney, Tariq Owens, uh, me, Andrew, Jarrett. Like, we're all on FaceTime watching this man. And we watched him come in. And I said, what's up? We, we saying what's up to John Riley. Some of the staff is, like, weird. And uh, we hear Beard is like, well, I'm going to Texas. If you guys need anything, I'll always be there for you, something like that. And then he walks out. And then we're like, boom, wow, it actually happened. And then boom, 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 Twitter goes crazy. Twitter goes crazy. Um and then um, I'm just thinking, like, there's no way, like, we can lose everybody. We can't lose, like, what we have here. I know Mark Adams um, is, is, like, a huge part of our development, the, the defense, everything. I'm like, guys, literally, like, please, like, we got to push Mark Adams. So we're, we're on FaceTime, and I'm telling him, like, let's push, push. We go on Twitter, we push, push, push. Uh, long story short, I mean, Mark Adams is the coach. There's a lot that, that went into that, but that was kind of the quick turnaround. I mean, I was, it was like 4 a.m. in Germany where I was at, but I was on like monitoring. Like It, it was a crazy time. Um, and, and Beard, I'm still close with Beard. I still talk to Beard. And literally, I, I say it vocally. There's nothing, uh, when you love somebody, when you have a real relationship with somebody, there's nothing anybody can do that like, can jeopardize that with me. Like, I'm not tough enough to say, Hey, I hate you now because no, we've had a real conversation, like a relationship. He's done stuff with me and my family. I had family members pass things that he's really done in my life that I, like, I'm not tough enough. There's nobody in my life that I would just drop after a decision like that. But I told him to his face. I told him time and time again, like, bro, I'm pissed. Like what? But I'm actually excited for Mark Adams that, that we were able to, you know, get a coach that really cares about West Texas, the grit, the, the fight that we have. And it's worked out, obviously, for us. So, no, nah, it's it was a there's so much that went into that time. But that's kind of a short story of how it unfolded on my end. And you were able to be in Lubbock for the big game. Um, I, I was there for their trip to to Austin, which was a lot of fun on face value, but I didn't get to make it up to Lubbock. Um, you know, what was that environment like? I mean, you've been a part of some big environments. You guys played in some, you know, every Big 12 team ever plays in some of the greatest, you know, amphitheaters of college basketball. But there was something, you know, a little extra, you know, how, how, how would you describe the experience of being present for what was one of the nastier environments college basketball has put together in a while? Bro, they tailgated for a basketball game for like a couple of days, like if that doesn't tell you how crazy this thing was, when that that was the craziest game I think I've ever been to. Like the feel, just the emotions. Like when I saw him on the court, I was emotional. I was like, this is weak. Like this is crazy. Like it felt so intense. That was so loud. I didn't sit down not one second of the game, like not a second. It was so supercharged and people, I was so proud of how we pulled up. Like, uh, I got on the mic before the game was like, don't throw anything because that would jeopardize everything we've done as a fan base. I'm so thankful that nobody did. 
um, because that's different. That's a different story because, you know, the thing that makes tech fans so great is because we're so like we pull up, we pull up in numbers, but we do it the right way. And it, uh, it, it to have fans so engaged and so invested in a program like this, like camping out, doing that type of stuff. It, it was, it was insane, bro. Like literally me trying to like explain it. It doesn't do it justice. Like you can't articulate how crazy you just had to be there. There was somebody um, on, on staff and she was, I think she worked at tech during this time. She was like, literally this is, if not more or a, a better like time for tech than the crab cheek catch. I was just like, Whoa, that's crazy. But no, it, I mean, I, I can't explain how that felt and how that game was like, if you weren't there, man, you missed out. Yeah. I, 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 I got to go, like I said, to Austin and it was great, you know, to be in Austin, but you have to deal with half Texas fans. Most of whom, like they pumped in crowd noise. It, it, there was some yeah. fun events. The aftermath of that game was hysterical in the concourse. Uh, that, that's when it got diciest was when the tech fans were celebrating. And, and I mean, you've, you've been to the drum. It's an old venue and those concourses are so small. Um, and there, there were people jumping around and losing their absolute minds. And it, it I wish that, I would have saw been- that, man. Dang. I was, I was with the team. I was in the locker room and I went under, I wish I, I wanted, I wanted to see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, we, we, I was up high and I came out and Jack was there too. I think his internet's crapping out on him, but I think he reported the same. We, I came out on the concourse and there was up high was where a lot of like tech students were sitting and a lot of Texas students. So they had been drinking all game and they both emptied out at the same time. And there were guys uh, like screaming across the halls. The yeah. It, the, 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 what I love to see with basketball now and tech basketball in particular is, you know, Lubbock always backs the winner, but now it's not just the team's winning. There's an actual hope, you know, or enjoyment in just the, the, the fact that they're playing, you know, every game. So almost was near sellout. I mean, even the random Tuesday night games, like the, the exactly. that is, that is like the coolest thing to see. And, um, what I want to transition to now is you, you we're going to look at this year's selection Sunday. We we kind of know what tech's looking at, but for you looking at this season as a whole, um, I don't want to ask you like floor ceiling. Cause that gets asked a lot, but I want to talk to you about like what, when you were playing and now, what do you consider like a successful run in the tournament? Only one team wins it all. And obviously everybody's goal is to win it all. And I think this team has the potential to compete on Monday night. But when you look at what this team's done, what would end this season with a relatively good taste in your mouth? I mean, most fans and most people are probably not going to like my answer um, because, you know, they have lofty expectations, which I mean, it's good uh, that you care that much about your team, but when you have a head coach leave your team and go to a rival and you're unranked in the season, you have so many different players come in and people think you're going to be terrible. And for you to have a shot, it comes down to the last uh, month of the season. You could actually win the turn, like win your conference. I mean, it's been a successful season. Like I, I get your question, but I'm like, like this is a great season. They're the number one defense. You lost your, your coach that that took you to great heights. You lost people think, oh, your Texas Tech is back uh, back down, and, and like you prove, like no, our fans are the best in the country. No, we have a great team. We have the best defense in the country. We have a great uh, coach of the year candidate in Mark Adams. It's like this has been a successful season. Yeah, when you have a team that's done this much, you want to see us go higher and higher and higher. But 
Like, I don't even want to voice that if we lose or when we lose. I just say, like, right now, literally, if it ended now and, like, God forbid, well, if COVID happened, no tournament. This has been a great season, a successful season. Like, these guys are on their own journey, and they've done so much, and they've grown so much. So, I mean, I don't I don't know if that answers your question, but, yeah. Reed, you can go. Yeah, ahead. I'll kind of – okay. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna kind of, you know – piggyback off that a little bit um you know looking at this texas tech team obviously our, our identity is is defense first you know mentality um there's obviously been been times where we've looked kind of lost on offense but i mean you know a lot of teams have those issues here and there um you know looking looking at the bracket as a whole obviously it hadn't been released yet so we don't know where we're at uh, I, I do think it's probably uh a, a lock to say you're, you're, you're going to be a three seed in some region um, you know, looking looking at the top teams a- ahead of you, uh, nationally outlook. What do you what do you think one and two seed team wise would be the best draw for Tech this year? If you have any you know any opinion on who's better than another, that's a great question. Um, and I think I was I was asked this in the spaces yesterday, and I be, only I only mentioned this team because one of the the guys RC he was just like he's scared of Gonzaga, and I was just like I don't understand why like we lost to him but we weren't at full strength at the time. And we like, so the best draw is like, I would say the best draw would be like teams that we haven't played before. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. It, Cause it's so hard to, to play a team that many times, but we played Baylor, we played Kansas, we played Gonzaga. So uh, I don't know. I just, I honestly believe in this teams a wholeheartedly. So, I mean, Matchup wise, I'd have to see like it, it, it'd be different. Um, but I just my only thing is a team that can shoot the shit out of it with talent. Like miss me with that one. I'm good. I'm good with teams that can dunk and athletic, but they can't. shoot. I'm good with that. But like teams that can with a with a great point guard and they can shoot the shit out of it. Uh, yeah, that one kind of. So any team that matches that description, I don't know off top of mind, but that's the team that's kind of like, damn, I, I wouldn't want to see them yeah i think i agree with you on that one for sure yeah, yeah so we're going to wind down here i wanted to ask you two questions um the first one being re- related to this term the next one just being related to kind of what you're up to now but um with the when you're looking at the tournament bracket as a whole you see where everybody's se- seated i mean this is something I'm curious about. You guys all, you play everybody in conference and you, the strength of the conference helps recruiting, whatever. Do you ever like pay attention to what the other conference teams are doing? Are you ever rooting against them? Or, you know, w- when you, when you look at the bracket, are you just kind of like, ah, screw it, you know? Um, this time or like, do I look like, say for example. When you, when you I- first get the bracket before you really got to get dialed in on what you're doing, you ever like, oh, I hope they do well. Or you just like, screw no, them all. Hell yeah. We rooting Big 12 strong. Like we're rooting for Big 12 teams. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, like you kind of build relationships after you play guys like you want them to succeed. You've had uh, battles with them. Yeah, they're your competitors. But, yeah, we're looking like, OK, hell yeah. Like we're we're rooting for Big 12 teams for sure. We're Like we're, we're people just like everybody else. So we look at the brackets. Uh, but when it comes down to like locking in, um, it's only it's us against the world. But, yeah, we're, we're rooting for those teams for sure. And the, the last thing I want to talk to you about is I know you have a podcast of your own. I want to give you a chance to you know, tell tell our listeners about it for the people who haven't caught it. What, what's your project like? What are you guys up to? 
Yeah, yeah. I have a podcast, Mindbully Podcast, at Mindbully Podcast on IG, at Mindbully Podcast on Twitter. And I started it um, because in this life, like I was in Germany, like I, uh, I mentioned before, and I was going through a tough time with the coach. And mentally, I was in a space where I've never been before. Like I'm always like full of life, a leader, energy, that type of guy. But I went to a dark space where I was away from my family in a different country, a different language. Uh, they had a curfew. There's just things around me that I couldn't you know, change. And I had a coach that was just spewing so much negativity in me that I almost I started believing it. At first, I was combative. I'm like, that's not me. That's not me. And I'm starting to agree with what he's saying. And mentally, I was I had a time that I was popping pills to, to ease pain. It was just a very tough time. And I'm not a guy like that. I was raised right. Um, not saying that people that do that were raised wrong, but I was just in a place where I saw no out and uh, I really dove in and, and, and dove into scripture and really found myself and, and found like, Hey, there's a voice in your head that you're battling. Every one of us, we have that voice in our head that we're battling our mind bully. And how do we overcome that? How are the ways that we do so and, and not listen to the voices of the outside? It's just, you know, connecting with the source and connecting with good things and being a voice. And after I started writing that and thinking, I'm like, wait, there's people just like me that are going through tough times that are in their head or listening to voices. They need a voice to let them know that, hey, like you're not what he says. You're not like you You are who God says you are. So Mind Bully Podcast, I feel like it's our duty along this journey of life. We're all in a journey to, to serve. You don't have to be this grandiose person with a title to serve and to produce for others. You can be a regular guy just like Nortz. And to say, hey, like you can become the person you want to be. You can overcome these obstacles, this, that and the third. Um, if you stay connected with a positive voice and the voice uh, eventually of God. So it's a journey podcast. It's a daily podcast. It's a striving for greatness podcast, a, a regular podcast about life and about overcoming. So now I'm, I'm grateful to have that platform that that's serving and touching many lives. So. No, thank you for the the opportunity to kind of speak on that. So, but that's Mindbully Podcast. Yeah, I, I wanted to give you a chance. I've had I've listened to a couple, and my my takeaway from thank it is you, just you know, you. no. There, there, so nobody knows more than than athletes what outside external pressure sounds like. You know, most yeah. people are going through their own walk of life, but it's really like athletes in particular get the perspective of what happens if, after any given game, there could be five thousand people pissed off at you um, yeah. on a good day. On a good day, so you know if you really if you're needing help or just really want to. You know, you're one of those people, it doesn't have to be about you got to go into, you know, survival mode. It can be maintenance mode. If you're somebody who just needs, who wants to listen to something kind of to, to help you maintain um, the Mind Bully podcast, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I, I, that's an elevator pitch, man. That's what I got to work on. Everybody got to work on something. That's a small, you know. I like that. Thank it's you. all the Rawls role, Business College training, you know. There we go. There we go. <laughs> elevator pitch down. But yeah. It has been our pleasure talking with Norrence. Um, it's always great to get a guy who's been there and done that on the podcast to talk about what these guys are going through. Selection Sunday is a little over from our recording now, two and a half hours. Um, hopefully we and we don't have something to be mad about. I swear to God, if Tech ends up as a four, I'll be very upset. So I, I'm just hopeful and I'm we're all going to be rooting along. But once again, Norrence, thank you so much for being here. And if you missed it, 
uh, Mind Bully Podcast. Catch him on Twitter as well. Um, he he's an active part of our program, so support him as you would support any of the other guys who've gone on to, to great things. Keen and Jared, all these guys who are continuing their professional careers, support them as well. Um, we get a lot of great guys out there, and it's really great to see how much they still respond to text call for help when it's been there. Um, so once again, thank you. Enjoy Selection Sunday, everybody. Hopefully, we don't have a reason to be upset. And you know, let's 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 go let's go win a tournament. Let's go win a natty. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's look.